This is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. And we're back here on Monday. Great to have you with us. And uh, thanks so much for filling in Mr. Bill Davis and Mike Kent. As I took a little week of absence last week, but uh, got rested and relaxed, and now I'm ready to get back into it. Hope you are too. 360-676-5464. And uh, as always, whatever is on your mind, we want to hear from you here on KGMI Connects. And so much, I'll just it just keeps churning. So there's plenty to discuss, that's for certain. <laughs> Whether it's $400 sneakers or what have you. Uh, but uh, yeah, should the Supreme Court order social media to let anything go on their web on their sites? I mean, that's uh, arguments today before the, the court. Oh, should states be able to tell Facebook and YouTube and what I guess X now? which I guess that's pretty much anything go after uh, Elon Musk took it over. But uh, should it be just these states say, yeah, whatever anybody wants to say, you have to allow it on your, on your platforms. Seems a little extreme, doesn't it? I mean, government telling uh, a, a private enterprise what it should allow and shouldn't allow on its, uh, I mean, I mean, should they start telling, ordering uh Fox News about, you know, hey, you have to be more, more fair and balanced. Well, yeah, we should uh, reinstate the um, fairness doctrine. Is that what we're talking about? Uh, just a few thoughts as we get rolling here in this Monday. As uh, always, we want to hear your thoughts. That's what our show is all about. 360-676-5464. And, uh, well, heck, let's get going with Michael in Linden today. Hi, Michael. Joe, how are you this Monday? I'm doing super. How about you? Doing great. I just wanted to let you know, in your absence, we uh, had some wonderful conversations with uh, Bill Davis and Mike Kent, and they uh-huh. both did a wonderful job, as they always do. They do, yeah, and I really appreciate their efforts, and, and especially Mike. You know, he's retired now from the from the radio real estate program, or I guess just stepped away, I should say. He's not a retirement agent. but uh, did, yeah. you, uh, <laughs> did you do anything fun with your time off at all? Well, I saw family. I spent some time with my brother, who's uh, recovering from a major medical issue and doing really well. And so, and I, I got to visit my mom, who's getting up there in years. And so, yeah, it was really, it was a really good time. Good to hear. Good yeah, to hear. yeah. Well, um, I, I'm calling to talk about something that's not so, uh, so wonderful. Unfortunately, we've um, had three unfortunate deaths here in just the last uh, week or week and a half. Uh, the ladies' names are Kayla Hamilton. Elizabeth Medina and Lincoln Riley. Okay. And all of these three nice young ladies were all raped and murdered by people here in this country illegally. Oh. You know, just like Rich had called in before and said these things are going to start happening. Um, it appears they are happening. And uh, it, it's very, very unfortunate. Some of these people had been arrested before. Um, ICE was not notified because of the rules, you know, by Democrats that they can't notify ICE and get these people out of the country. And one of them had been deported before, but they're back here again. And it's just, uh, it's just a real, real shame. There's no protest. You know, of course, there's no marches. There's no media coverage, you know, on ABC or MSNBC about these stories, but they are happening and uh, the news is out there. Now, I just want to mention one other thing. I would like to um, have the listeners look up the definition of cooping. On what? Wikipedia. Cooping. C O O P I N G. Cooping. Okay, cooping. Yep. And look up the definition on uh, on Wikipedia. Actually, what it is, it's a form of electoral voter fraud hmm. that is often cited in relation to the death of Edgar Allan Poe in 1849. Hmm. But what cooping is, is citizens are kidnapped off the street and then forced to vote. Wow. Often several times over for an election candidate and so-called cooping gangs or election gangs working for a political candidate or party 
would gather people together, random victims, and then hold them in a room, which was called the coop, ply them with alcohol or beat them to get them to comply. And then once they would go through the voting booth, they would come back and their clothing would be changed, sometimes given disguises like fake wigs, mustaches, or beards, and they would go back and vote again and vote multiple times. Okay. So this is an old form of election fraud. Now, <laughs> Trump had these illegals remaining in Mexico. When Trump got out of office, Biden is allowing all these people into the country so that they can coop them oh. so that they will be able to vote. And that's uh, that's what I uh, want people to be aware of, why that's well, happening it, and why it, they're not it, remaining in Mexico. But it sounds like you're... Uh, you're just assuming that anybody can walk into a polling place. I guess if you're wearing a uh, disguise, you're talking about voting in person and walk in (laughs) with a a bad mustache and a funny wig and be inebriated and vote uh, numerous times. I, I mean, you have to, you have to be registered to vote. You can't just walk in and vote. Uh, you well, know what I'm saying? Was, hey, I'm here. I'm voting. I, uh, what? The, the one illegal they got with the murder had a green card, okay, which uh, I think would allow them to vote. Okay. Uh, and I think the other one also the driver's license. I'm not where they're not sure how they got that. Um, I've also heard reports in Chicago that these Bel- Venezuelan um, migrants that are staying in a shelter. There's three thousand of them that are staying in a shelter in the black neighborhood, and there were some uh, black conservative. Trump supporters that were reporting on it, and they say these people are driving cars all over the place, you know, license or no license. They're just, uh, you know, doing whatever they want, or mm-hmm. maybe they're maybe they're buying um, driver's license like they used to. I don't know if you remember when Governor Ryan, when he was the governor of Illinois, he was actually indicted, sent to federal prison for selling driver's licenses for a seventeen hundred or for a seven hundred dollar campaign contribution to illegal immigrants. Mm. Um, this is like. 10, 12 years ago. Okay. And then he took everybody off death row, you know, the the day before he left office. Well, and then he even a, even, even a criminal can do something right. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, sometimes they can. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, All right. Jim, well. Jim out there, you know, sometimes even Stalin's good. So <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Yes, that's fair. All I right. Gotta, I just got one last comment. I'm going to go. Okay. I got to be honest. Okay. If Jim would stop calling and mention the name Noam Chowski, and Michael Ferenzi, yeah. I promise once a week I will go on the website and look up what they have to say. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> the, the gauntlet is thrown down. Thanks, Michael. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for getting us rolling here today. Well, and speak of the Jim in Bellingham. He's uh, waiting in the wings here. Hi, Jim. Hi, Joe. How are you doing? I'm doing well. So, I mean, are you interested at all in not mentioning those two uh, writers and uh, and uh, I guess uh, prognosticators to uh, get Michael to start reading them. Well, I think that's a bad deal. Okay, uh, because <laughs> I know that I'm uh, actually, you know, uh, buffer um, trying to work against the uh, prevailing uh, power in talking on uh, corporate media. Or I think it was good that you said that it wasn't Sinclair. That's good, but. Uh, so I feel kind of lucky in a way, but I also know that the audience and the people of Bellingham have some leftists like me in there, and they may raise a little bit of a question if I was ever to not be allowed to talk. That's putting myself up quite a bit. But I think Michael Prenti, Gore Vidal, who's the other one he mentioned, Noam Chomsky, I mentioned mm-hmm. all of those, and uh, they are directly against much of what the society is all about. And so... Um, I think I should be able to keep uh, mentioning them uh, because okay. they're important people. I won't overdo it. Stalin, I don't know what to say. I, I, I think you have to look at all the evidence to try to make up your opinion. If, if W.E.B. Du Bois, uh, founder of oh. the NAACP, if he had never wrote that uh, J.V. Stalin uh, um, eulogy in 1953, then there's a less chance that I would even consider it. But that goes against Noam Chomsky, but Noam Chomsky will fully say that you should be able to think for yourself, independent thinking. Well, so I, I agree yeah, with. Yeah, I, and I, I, I'll think for myself really independently right now. I think anytime anybody, any leader, what have you, you know, uh, incarcerates and and basically leads to the death of like us of 
hundreds of like thousands of non We have the most well, prisoners I know, in the whole world. But I know, but yeah, but I mean, it's much different than Stalin's gulags. I mean, well, I would, I would, there's I, questions about all that, Joe. There is. There's, there, there and is. that's what I'm saying. Wow. If you just read the boilerplate that's in the mainstream right. either, you're never going to have a different opinion. I'm not saying we want Stalin either. I'm saying <laughs> okay. we want maybe Denmark or Sweden, but we're not right, allowed right. that because we have no popular. That would be the best choice. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to mention one thing before I go. Okay. Uh, Brian Becker, B-E-C-K-E-R, he's on, it's called the Socialist Program. He says, we need a new sort of society because we're destroying the economy and the ecology, the environment. Uh, you know, and we know what the temperatures are like in 65 degrees in Denver now. It's not very good, is it? And our problem, I abandoned, this is De- B- Brian Becker. I abandoned Biden, you know, for uh, uh, Gaza and all that, but I can't abandon Biden for Trump. So uh-huh. the same thing will happen in Palestine and worse here uh, domestically. So look at look at the choices we have. They're awful choices, but we'll, we probably will have to plug our nose and vote for Biden. I, I don't know about the people in uh, Michigan and Dearborn uh, that drink still probably have lead in their water. We we need a, some kind of an eco socialism, and that uh, may not happen right away. But I think that if we don't work towards that, so far we're going to just be uh, seeing misery upon tragedy upon apocalypse or whatever you want to call that. So uh, that that's my point, and I'm I'm glad that you allowed me to talk. I'll keep trying to say the same things. I don't think I should have to renounce Michael Prenti, a great man, Gore Vidal, uh, Noam Chomsky, Chris Hedges. Uh, Counterpunch, Consortium News, all that. Okay. And so those are my opinions. And I thank you for letting me on, Joe. You bet, Jim. And I think think you make a good point that uh, about our economy, I mean, and I don't know what the answer is. We have more and more people on the planet. We want uh, better and better, uh, uh, you know, just uh, better living conditions for everyone on the planet. I think we all... Uh, aspire to that or pretty much all of us and and that means a growing economy whether it's based in capitalism or um you, could, you know democratic socialism what have you or something else uh eco-socialism well and even that's going to take a, co- a toll on the environment yes, but and you know we are the destroying planet. the environment Joe, well, not we just are. global warming well, and it's true. And it, the the more that our economy grows the more resources we use from this planet and it's not just forever. I mean, we don't. It, it, it's not an uh, infinite uh, amount of resource on this planet. So ultimately, we'll have to come to grips with all that, and then I guess we go mine other planets. But I don't know what the answer is. But uh, maybe you've got it, and we want to hear from you. Three six zero six seven six five four six four. Back in just a moment, we got uh, John Rich, Tim on the line, and hopefully hear from you too. KG Mike next. What he's saying is, we have to do the right things every day. To earn happy customers. Customer service is something you have to work on daily. This is not something you gather up every quarter, every six months. It requires a lot of intention, energy. Well, the goal is to do that. Treat everybody like a millionaire. I hold my employees accountable to a different level. And we still fall short. I fall short. It's, it's hard. It's hard to maintain a, a really solid, good customer service. But... Um, that's something that we have taken on ourselves and we're not going to change that because if something comes out of our hearts, we, we enjoy taking care of people and enjoy doing the right things. In my heart, I feel that you have to do the right things regardless. If they sound good, don't sound good, they look good, don't look good. You still have to do the right things so you can go to sleep at night and feel like you've done well. Xavier's Bellingham Nissan. We take care of our customers. Have you recently lost your group insurance and need help finding an individual plan for you and your family? Maybe retirement is around the corner and you're starting to wonder how much Medicare and the plans that go with Medicare will cost. Hi, this is Marcia Neal with Guided Solutions. We know how confusing researching these plans on your own can be, so don't do it alone. Call us today at 866-733-5111 and let one of our licensed agents make this a stress-free process so you can get on with doing the things you enjoy dedicated to service, shining a light on local individuals, law enforcement, and groups giving back to our community. Brought to you by Nieder House of Luxury. Angel. Inspiration. Tireless. 
Just a few words used to describe Shelley Larson of Fairhaven. According to Jane, Shelley's friend, our community angel Shelley routinely prepares delicious and nutritious meals for Bellingham's unhoused. And when a neighbor needs more than food, be it a ride to the clinic or a loving safe haven for a pet, Shelley is always ready to step in to help. Dedicated to service joins Jane in recognizing a truly compassionate soul. Thank you, Shelley Larson, for your care and dedication to all our community members. Brought to you by Neater House of Luxury. Go see why they were voted best jewelry store in the Northwest. You'll find a beautiful selection of GIA certified and lab-grown diamonds, plus unique custom designs with an in-house jeweler. Find them at 21 Bellwether Way, Suite 107, next to Lombardi's Back Patio. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us here on this Monday. We get back to it. Thanks again to Bill Davis and Mike Kent for filling in last week. I took a little time off. John in Ferndale is ready to get at it. Hi, John. Welcome back, Joe. Thank you, sir. Did you miss us? I did, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, let me catch you up on a little bit of uh, of what happened last week. Okay, good. So, uh, Tim Tim and Everson brought up the fact that uh, when when Jim calls up, right, he's he's well, he is basically he's a communist, right? But he, now he's hiding behind socialists, and I just love how when you pointed out that, oh, what about the, the gulags? He goes, "Oh, there's questions about that." Okay. <laughs> Uh, but Tim Tim brought up, hey, uh, uh, was that, yeah, we, that Noam Chomsky guy? Yeah, he, he was on those Jeffrey Epstein flights, and and, and you, know, what, I just I, I just love it. Tim, go get him. Uh, the thing is, when when they talk about socialism, and uh, our good friend Michelle brought this up too, like uh, show me the the shining example of a socialist utopia, like socialism practiced in this country is going to be different than that. What are the rules? I know what happens in democracy, in a representative democracy, like we have. You may like the candidate that wins or not, but everyone gets to vote, and, you know, that's it. But socialism, I don't know. I don't know. Some committee? Like, you know, so it's it's re- ridiculous. And uh, the, the fact is, like, a guy like Jim will, will give the, the Democrats no uh, credit whatsoever for Obamacare for trying to help people and get medical care to to people or Biden with with you know lowering the, the cost of insulin right no credit whatsoever but uh, what uh, whatever okay. I uh, had a huge beef with uh, Mr Kent uh, okay. he's you know he he uh, wow well the thing is Rich accused me of lying. And that sticks in, in my cross. So I'll repeat exactly what I said again, Rich. And it's not a lie, because Mr. Trump's lawyers are arguing in court that he should have the right to complete immunity, which means he, you know, they threw examples to you. So he, he could tell SEAL Team 6 to kill any, anyone he wants. So he could sell documents, uh, hot, top secret documents, or, 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 or sell pardons. He could do whatever he wants, as long as he's not impeached. In the, in the Senate after conviction, but he could still kill the senators. And, and I likened it to the, the Enabling Act of 1933 in Germany. It, it, it's how Hitler got complete power, right? And then I watched C-SPAN, C-SPAC this, this weekend, okay. the Conservative Political Action Committee, right? Uh-huh. They're talking openly. Jack Posobiec with uh, Steve Bannon is saying, you know, we, we didn't get there all the way on January 6th. We're, we're, we're going to end democracy. This is just a start. And here's what's going to replace it. And he holds up a crucifix hmm. as if, you know, that's what Jesus wants you to do. Have a religious civil war, you know, but bunch of wackos. And uh, Mike is one of them. Uh, he may be a good realtor, but no, he's pushing Javier Millet and uh, <laughs> seeing seeing Trump hug Javier Millet and then back up like, oh my God, <laughs> the Trump, the Trump of the South, they they okay. call him right. Um, but anyway, we'll we'll see how long before the refugees start streaming out of uh, uh, of Argentina. But yeah, it it, well, it, it just uh, like <laughs> right. it doesn't matter. They want a dictator and. Okay. 
Rich signed on. Rich said, yes, let's have a dictator as long as they cut EPA regulations. So okay. you can go to hell, Rick. All right. Go All right. to hell. What? No. John, we, what? we don't need that. All right. Uh, okay. Phew. Let's go to Tim and Everson. Uh, hi, Tim. Yeah, um, hi. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll start off on the lighter side. That won't get too serious, okay? Okay. That's, so that, that's good. Your, yeah, we need a cool down there, a deep breath. Uh, on your time off, did you get any any chance to watch the Florida Man games? No, the Florida Man games. I, I yeah. missed that. No, I got. I'll have to get caught up on that. Yeah, you'll have to do it. They okay. were. They had uh, races <laughs> to evade sheriffs and okay. <laughs> to see to see who could uh, run off with. The most bicycles and copper pipes and catalytic converters hmm. and where, sumo wrestling with pitchers of beer. <laughs> where was where was this? Who who televised this? So it was this? in Florida. <laughs> Did, was was it, it was it on TV? Was it a was it a series or uh, like a, I saw a, program, a lot special? of news reports on it. Okay. Apparently, it was just this last weekend. Okay, and and everybody was out. like, "Well, you got to have fun with it." <laughs> That's right. They they do have that reputation. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I'll check it out. Uh, and then on uh, on Michael and voting mm-hmm. once in a while, I get these harebrained ideas. And I've never made a lot of money on any of them. I I haven't lost any money on any of them. Uh, and I got this thing in the works. And and I don't think I'm going to pull it off in time. So if anybody else can do it or help, I'd be happy to contribute. You know those I voted stickers? Uh-huh. Well, I want to make dog vests with the I voted on on them. Okay. And I just thought that would be a kind of cute tongue in cheek. Yeah. Or, or maybe just collars. You know, collars with the little stickers. Or a tag, around. a giant tag. Yep. That yep. might be the there better you. way to do it, Joe. Thank there you, you go. I, I like that. I, I think you could yeah. I think you could make some money with that. Yeah. Especially, you know, go go to some, you know, go to the party conventions and offer that up and I'd be a hit. Okay, so on a little bit more serious, but not a totally serious tone. Okay. Uh, so I was over at my friend's house uh, about three days ago, and she had her ballot on the, on the counter all sealed up and everything and signed and everything. And she was going to go put it in the mail. I said, you got to check a box. And this is on the outside of the envelope, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat or whether you're voting that way, okay? And she said, I'm not comfortable with that. No. And I said, neither am I. No, you don't have to check a, a party box. Yes, you do, Joe. Uh, on on, only, on the return envelope on the outside, no. you have to check that. Yes, you do. Now, what was this? What was the election? The primary for presidential primary ballot. Well, the pre- can, the presidential primary, fact, the can, presidential primary. You're right. That's the only. That's the only race that. Uh, but have we already gotten ballots for that? Yes. I've been out of. I've been out of town this week, so <laughs> I, it must okay. be sitting in my mailbox. Now, now the problem is, is your full legal name and address are on the outside of that, and you have to check off your party affiliation on the outside of that. Okay. Envelope. So, you know, she said, I'm not comfortable with that. And I said, neither am I at all. And she's a Democrat. I don't, I, I mean, there's, there's no doubt. And, and I said, neither am I. And she goes, well, maybe I just won't send in my ballot. And I said, well, maybe. Oh, it's up to you. I mean, but, but the, the primaries are not, you know, that's the thing. I mean, Washington. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I guess I'm not feeling a lot of you know, sympathy in the, the whole thing, but go ahead. So, so, uh, I said, I'm not feeling comfortable with that at all. It's going through who knows how many hands and they've got your full legal name. Yeah. They've got your address and you're a party, party affiliation. So 
I didn't think much about it. It concerned me, and I thought the way to get around it was, well, maybe I'll just put it in a drop box instead of putting it through the mail. And I told her that, okay? And I never listened to uh, Lars Larson. But the radio was on because I listened to Mark Lee, Van Camp, and Robbins. And I I was in the middle of a project, and the station just stayed on. Okay. And a lady emailed Lars with the same concern. Okay. Now, I thought, it's just not me and my nutty Democrat friend. Yes, I have Democrat friends. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. And I called I... up the auditor. Yeah. And I okay. spoke to a very nice lady by the name of Lori. And she said, boy, I'd like to say this is my first call, but it's not even the first call today. Very, very nice lady. Uh, and she says, I've got a lot of calls about this. Okay, Tim. I, I, I'm, we've spent a lot of time on this, and I think I get, we get the gist of your, what you're saying. is, And, and I understand, but it's, the, the primaries are an opportunity for the parties to decide who their standard bearer will be. And that's what the primaries are. You can take part if you want. You don't have to take part if you don't want to. And I, and and this the and the primaries are the only race in the state where you have to declare any kind of affiliation, and it doesn't apply to any other votes that you make. So I, and who's going to see it? I mean, a mail carrier here or there. I mean, it's not like it. It's you know held up at the you know down at the Mount Baker Theater. Hey, look at what Tim voted. I it, it's. I think it's much concern about nothing or much ado about nothing, if I can make a bad quote of Shakespeare. But quick break. Back with more, we got Bruce, Steve Rich, and we'll get to you too here on KGMI Connects. And paid for by AG Marketing Group. Attention timeshare owners. If you need to get rid of your timeshare for any reason, please listen to the following message. Getting out of a timeshare commitment is not easy, and it takes time. But we specialize in helping consumers legally get rid of their expensive timeshares forever. Can't get the vacation dates that work for you? Maybe you felt taken advantage of or forced into the timeshare? Maybe you just can't continue to shoulder those monthly payments any longer. If you need to eliminate your timeshare commitment, then you need to take down this number, 800-823-1687. We will safely and legally get rid of your timeshare payments forever, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Don't continue to let your timeshare be a financial burden to you and your loved ones. Call us now at 800-823-1687. The call is free. The consultation is free. Call 800-823-1687. That's 800-823-1687. Again, 800-823-1687. We all have our go-tos, right? The doctor you trust, the dentist you rely on, the restaurant you love. What makes them your go-to? It's trust, isn't it? Hi, this is Dan from Bellingham Automotive, your go-to for auto repairs in Whatcom County since 1991. Whether you're using your car for ride-sharing, delivery services, mobile office, maybe just a taxi for your kids and their friends, or it's just personal transportation, we're here to keep you on the road. We're proud to have a team of technicians and service advisors who have been with us for years. They can help you find that strange noise or figure out what that warning light is trying to tell you. They can perform regular maintenance to keep your car up to date and your new car warranty intact. We know you're busy, so we also offer a local shuttle service and an after-hour drop-off and pickup options to help take the hassle out of your auto repair. So if you don't have a trusted go-to for your vehicles, please give us a call at 360-676-5200 or visit bellinghamautomotive.com to schedule an appointment. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. No gimmicks, just the highest quality systems, 0% interest financing, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Rely on West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electrical. Contact them today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and MyBellinghamNow.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for being with us here on this Monday, and let's go right back to the phones. Well, Rich in Ferndale's been holding on a long time. Hi, Rich. That's okay. I can hold on. I have an earpiece, and I just stay working. Oh, so okay. No problem. Okay. Well, go ahead. What's what's on your mind today? 
Oh, in Mike Kent's defense, he answered John first thing on Thursday, and John just ripped him a new one right out the gate. Mike didn't say three words. John was extremely rude to him, and he went on his Trump diatribe, and you don't know nothing, and is saying Trump supporters along with Mike, and Mike was real nice and didn't say much and said thanks for the call. The show wouldn't be the same without you. So John does does lie a lot. I don't know if he knows he's lying, but he misrepresents things terribly. And I don't hate him, but I do feel sorry for him. It's quite sad to to not be able to disagree with people. If you don't agree with John, you are visceral garbage to him. And I've, I've come to that conclusion after listening to him for a couple years on this show. It's very sad. We should be able to disagree civilly, and we can give opinions and facts, and, and then you move on. You know, you beat the dead horse a little bit, and you stop beating it. But okay. it doesn't work that way with John. It's, it's, you should listen to it, Joe. It was it was very combative and confrontational. Mike didn't say hardly anything to him. Okay. He just disagreed with his monologue. I mean, I get a little bit combative with you, but I'm not going to insinuate you're, you know, evil and bad and all this stuff. And it just, it was sad. Yeah. Okay. Well, but yeah, and I, and that's what I encourage is that we have uh, civil discourse and not name calling or what have right. you. And and that's I, I think that's what makes this show good is that just we can talk about stuff and we can disagree even even you know strongly disagree with each other and yet talk about At issues the end of it, you yeah. got to be civil right right absolutely so, so the first anyway. caller michael had an interesting talk about cooping never heard the word but washington state is considering making voting a requirement this has been talked about a couple times over the last few years Apparently, there's some bills, the legislature, getting considered for that again to make voting in Washington state mandatory. Very strange idea. Could lead to them telling you how to vote. If you're going to tell you to vote, you got to vote. People are going to say, well, what do I vote for? Because you're telling me to vote. Kind of a strange deal. And so maybe that would somehow slip into part of the definition of cooping if the government is going to make you vote. Get you drunk and... I don't know. But, no, not get you drunk. I know. But, but say that you have to and have a penalty if you don't. Oh, did you vote? Oh, we don't have record of yeah. you voting. There's a $80 penalty. Or, I mean, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I've it. heard that proposal come up before, and it, it doesn't seem like it. I, I don't. It doesn't make much sense. I think just our system, you know, of encouraging people to vote, and I, I think making it, making voting as accessible as possible. Yeah, I think that's important, but uh, I don't think we need to coerce people. people. Right, I know. And it's forcing them is not accessibility. Those are not the same thing. They're completely different. I want to know from the people who wrote this bill, why would you want to do that? Like, what is their logic in why this is good? Tell me why it's good, because Mm -hmm. it seems to me like it has a lot more ability to be bad than to be good, because if the government is going to make voting compulsory, then you're going to have to, they're going to also probably tell you how to vote, or the people are going to say, oh, what should I do? And then, yeah, it's just a lot of gray area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, and uh, yeah, I oh. I don't know about cooping. Uh, it sounds like... It was kind I don't know either, of, but I mean, it's, 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 it fits in there partially, I think. If they're going to make you vote a whole bunch of times while well, making you vote once is similar to that. Uh, well, yeah, I guess, but uh, all right. Okay. Thanks, Rich. All right, well, have a good day, Joe. Yeah, good to talk with you. Thanks. Let's go to, uh, let's see, Steve in Ferndale. Hi, Steve. Oh, we lost Steve. Darn it. Give us a call back, Steve. Um, Bruce in Bellingham's on the line. Hi, Bruce. Well, hey, Joe. It's great having you back. Good, thanks. Uh, good to be back. I, I, I enjoyed... Well, I, I enjoyed last week too, but I, I really like Bill, and that you know he was a good, like, cheerful liberal. Uh-huh. And but <laughs> kind of Mike Kent did kind of offend me. Not that he's conservative, but <laughs> maybe he wasn't given the guidelines for operating the show. I mean, he oh. was practically at times carrying on a monologue, just adamantly defining how conservative he was to the point where I said, man, isn't this kind of out of bounds? I guess, you know, and I I haven't really defined the show for, for those who, who fill in. Um, and, and Mike's done it before, but, um, I, and I know Mike and I have different, uh, views on things, but I think Mike, I have, I've always, I've known Mike for a long time and, 
I've always found him to be a guy who's who's more than open to discussion and talking about issues and well, and being just a, being a having having a cordial conversation. Well, he did handle the callers very well, including John, who I often agree with John's points, but uh, I'm agreeing with what Rich said. You know that you know John gets overly combative and offended with different opinions, and Mike handled his call very well. Uh-huh. You know, very, very, very well. Okay. But, but we're just having some really lively discourse today, as usual. But <laughs> yeah. it seems like this, this is just great. But what I called about was to comment, not that I have an answer for it, but the, the whether the government should step into the online social sites. And uh-huh. that, well, I, I think probably the debate and, and what the quandary is, is is that yeah, it's technically and legally a privately owned, but it's serving in the realm of public discourse. Mm-hmm. So, and just like I think, like shopping malls on a physical plane, kind of kind of are straddling that too, because they do have certain privacy rights, but they're also have to live up to I think certain laws that pertain to dealing with the public as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably the, the, the thing that's being tossed back and forth. Where does the, the privacy rights end and the, you know, the rules governing dealing with the public begin? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, it's a tough call because I, I, you know, on one hand, I see what they're saying is kind of like what we do with this show is, I invite people to come call up and say whatever's on their mind. And I, I don't pre-screen them or anything at the same time. Um, it's, it's different because on social media, people can say something, you know, make a statement and, uh, and, and, and really, and, and people of all, um, all stations in life. I mean, uh, from, the lowliest unknown person, you know, tweeting from their basement to the most powerful person in the world can, you know, can put out their opinion on these sites. And so different opinions carry different weight. And uh, so I, and and I think a lot of this, uh, you know, these uh, bills or these laws that were passed in Florida and Texas were in response to the former president being banned from these sites following the January 6th and whether he uh, had a role in those or not um, the, the, I guess the, the owners of those sites decided that they, they were concerned that uh, what he was going to be writing was going to incite people. And um, so well, they stepped right. back from that. So is that, isn't, I don't know. I get, then the question comes, isn't that their call to make? Um, is that right. yeah. can't they say I don't want my uh, or the, a board can't they we don't want our our uh, f- platform to be used for this um, you know I it, it there's there's a lot of issues there First Amendment being the number one but all right, right. Bruce. all right I, I I probably think that part of the problem of course it's always is with Trump is since he has. No ability to self-censor. And they figured, oh man, somebody's got to censor this guy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Talk to you soon. All right, Bruce. Thanks for your thoughts. Appreciate it. Uh, Real quick before we take a break, uh, let's go to Ginger over on Lummi Island. Hi, Ginger. Good to hear from you. Hi, Joel. Welcome back. Thanks. And thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to respond to Tim and um, his... uh, his opinion that we should give the dogs uh, I voted stickers. I think that's a great idea. (laughs) And to to, to lend some humor to that, uh, in my opinion, it would be best if we could, if we could form a a new voter situation where only the dogs vote. (laughs) And, and before they vote, they get to go up in, in and sniff out all of the, all of the people that are going to, that are running and vote based on that. Just whatever they sense, huh? That's it. Or we have a much better country. Maybe, yeah. Or we have, you know, the dishes. We have the, the blue and the red dog dishes and whichever one uh, gets the most 
most takers, I guess. But all right, Ginger. Yeah, you know, and then you have all the breeds. That would just be fun. There you go. All right. Thanks, Ginger. Appreciate it. Thank and we'll, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back with more. We got other folks on the line and we'll try to squeeze you in too here on KG by Connects 360-676-5464. When you buy a Subaru, you're buying more than a vehicle. You're buying safety for your family, an investment that will hold its value, and something that will last a long, long time. In fewer words, you're buying trust. According to Consumer Reports, Subaru has been ranked the 2023 best mainstream automotive brand. And the Subaru Outback has been named a 2024 recommended model. For a limited time, you can celebrate them both with special offers during the Subaru A Lot to Love event at Dewey Griffin Subaru. On now through April 1st, stop into Dewey Griffin Subaru and find out how you can get up to 1.9% APR financing on select new 2024 Subaru Outback models. Plus, when you purchase purchase a Subaru from Dewey, you'll be supporting a local dealership that supports our local community. Dewey Griffin Subaru. Community-minded, community-driven, and the only Subaru-certified tire and service center in Whatcom County. Learn more at Subaru.com slash CR. Hey, Les Schwab Tires here. Right now, you can save up to $150 on select sets of four tires during our Founders Celebration Sale. So stop in, save some money, and help your family stay safe on the road. You'll see we have plenty of tire savings to go around. And around and around and around. Check out our tires on sale and book an appointment at LesSchwab.com. Les Schwab Tires, doing the right thing since 1952. Limited time offer while supplies last. See LesSchwab.com slash sale for details. We started Bright Star Care so those in need could be cared for at home, right where they belong. And we want you, our future nurses and caregivers, to feel right where you belong, too. So we give you everything you need to offer a higher standard of one-on-one care. Not just the training and tools, but the emotional support, motivation, and values that keep you at your best. It's a great feeling being right where you belong. And that's how you'll feel when you join the best and brightest at Bright Star Care. Join us at brightstarcare.com careers. This winter weather seems like it's never going to leave at this rate. But your dreams of sticking your feet in sandy shores and soaking up the sunshine is actually a lot closer than you think. Hi, I'm Deanna Harrelock, inviting you to join me and Bel Air Tours for KGMI's Cape Cod and the Islands Tour, June 1st through the 7th. We'll explore life along the New England coast, complete with a traditional New England lobster dinner. Summer travel season is already heating up. Save your spot on the beach and learn more at mybellinghamnow.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects. 360-676-5464. And let's go to our friend John at Big Lake. Hi, John. Oh, I had to push the button. There we go. Now I got you. Okay. Uh, John John from uh, uh, Ferndale uh, is an interesting character. He introduced his holiday by talking about last week and then he went into directly into his natural rant. Uh, he, he last week, Tuesday, I think, he was uh, pontificating on uh, Epstein's death. Okay, and so, so now now he is putting himself in the position of a medical examiner. What he didn't understand or know, well, he's ignorant. That's obvious, but. The medical examiner said the bones that were broken were not consistent with hanging. Hmm. They were, in other words, a chokehold okay. by hands. The medical examiner said that. But apparently John doesn't go deeply enough into investigation or simply listening to understand that. The other part of it is, somewhere along his rant, he mentioned logic. Now he's a logician. The thought of it is ludicrous. Okay. But then, when we get down to this business of the ballot envelope, why would anyone identify anything on the exterior of the envelope? should all be on the inside, and if you can explain to me how somehow our election process is enhanced 
in in the primary by having to divulge one way or the other. I'd like to hear it. Well, um, it's just that, you know, the party saying, hey, are you, do you declare yourself to be a Democrat or Republican? I mean, but, would but, you but, want, but, I mean, if you were, I, I, and I'm, I don't know, I don't want to assume what your political party is, but would you want members of the other party to come over to your party and decide who is going to, to run uh, or who is going to be, get the nomination uh, from, or the, the delegates, I should say, if we're talking about the presidential nomination process, uh, get the delegates from your state. I, I, you know, I, I you know that the, the parties have played these tricks. I, it reminds me of, um, wasn't it Rush Limbaugh and the, uh, the um, what do you call it, Operation Chaos back in 2008, oh, oh, yeah. where he was urging everyone to go and, and vote for Hillary, I think. Was it Hillary to try to derail Obama, or was it the other way around? I forget. But uh, Yeah. So, I mean, it's... Oh, it's, it's however, okay. how, what I would like to know is that on the outside of the ballot, putting personal information on there, if that system works, why does the information have to be on the outside of the ballot? Vote the way you want to vote. Well, that's a question for our... or otherwise. That's a question for our... our, uh, why does it go on the outside of the the envelope? I I suspect that that's how the uh, and I I'm not the auditor or mem- I've never worked in the auditor's office, but and it's a question for the auditor. But and uh, thanks, John. I appreciate you calling. You kind of sound like you are in Big Lake today, but anyway, I think we got the gist of your call. But uh, <laughs> um, the I believe that information's on the outside, so the the envelope. That's when the the process of okay. Determining is this person a registered voter? Okay, their their signature matches. This is a legitimate ballot. The ballot then goes into a pile. The envelope is opened, and then the ballot itself is separated from the envelope. And if anybody knows from the auditor's office who is listening, you can call and correct me if I'm wrong. But then the ballot is separated from the envelope. The envelope is one part of it that says, okay, this person voted. The ballot goes into the pile that is counted, and they're they're forever separate. They're, you know, your your vote is not recorded as being your vote, but just the fact that you did vote is recorded. Uh, does that make sense? So, I, I anyway, trying to try my best to explain it here. Uh, not, not a whole lot of sleep, to be honest with you. I had a really late flight back last night. But let's go to John and Blaine. Hi, John. Uh, um, all I heard was, let's go to, but you must be John and Blaine. Uh-huh, John and Blaine, you bet. Yeah, okay. So I have to correct our dear friend John on something. Um, I didn't have time to call back before this. He said that um, you know, that life doesn't start until you breathe, until they breathe the breath of life, and he got that out of the Bible. Well, you got to remember that when Adam was formed, he was the first human being ever formed. There was no human on earth. And God breathed into him the breath of life, and he became a living soul. Then Eve came along, and I don't ever remember where God ever said he breathed life in, you know, any life into Eve. But anyhow, if you go in and read about the prophets, many of the prophets in the Bible, God said that I called you from the womb. Hmm. And where, where does a mother, where, I'm sorry, where does a baby get their oxygen? When the mother takes a breath, the baby breathes oxygen. If the mother quits breathing, the baby dies. It doesn't have to have the breath of life because it's already alive. It's already a living thing. Man was just a lump of clay before God breathed into it and gave him a live, made him a living soul. Okay. All right. All right. And then somebody had said that they don't kill babies after they're born, and that's not true. They're taking babies to this day that are born, wrapping them up in blankets, setting them off to the side, and letting them die. They found that a baby will die quickly if you wrap it up in a warm blanket and make it comfortable. Now, who is doing they that? They are killing where, babies. Where are they doing huh? that? Where are they doing that? Well, I, I can't tell you for sure exactly where. Look it up. You'll find out they're doing it. Okay. There was a doctor that uh, supposedly was in a room full of other doctors, and he explained how they did that, and they all thought that was great. Because if you put the baby on the table and just let it die, it, it fights for life. If you make it comfortable, it dies quicker. 
But they are they are killing babies. You gonna oh, tell golly. me that you're gonna wait until the babies? I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I I, I guess uh, it, I I have not heard of such macabre practices in uh, maternity wards. Uh, uh, I, I and I'm I, I'm not not saying that there aren't evil people. I mean, we hear about uh, angels of death and those sorts of uh, people in, that have committed ha- awful crimes in healthcare settings, but. You know, by and large, uh, I think most of them are are excited to bring new life into the world, and uh, that's what they've dedicated themselves to. Uh, but anyway, okay, thanks, John. Let's real quick. We're running short on time. Let's go to Scott in Bellingham. Hi, Scott. Hello, I'm here. Yeah. Joe, uh, thank you very much for taking my call. You bet. I'm reading from page five of the um, uh, voters uh, primary voters pamphlet. Okay. Uh, give me. Give me a moment here. Sure. For this election only, you must mark and sign the party declaration for your vote to count. The major political parties require voters to mark the party box. This is an actual information grab by both the Democrats and the Republicans. So they'll know, the Democrats will know who to send their stuff to, and, and Republicans will know who to send their stuff to. Okay, end of, end of that. Okay, on to social media. Um, I think social media should be 100% responsible for what they say. Your station, and you probably have a button that you can press right as I speak, and if I were to start to swear, you press that button, and I'm off the air Mm -hmm. because there's like about a five-second delay between what I'm saying now and what actually goes out on the air. Am I right about that? Yeah, uh 10 seconds. Right. Okay. Ten seconds. Anyway, so you're having to be a hundred percent responsible for what you put on the air. Mm-hmm. And after the Janet Jackson's breast got exposed on uh, on TV, they've now got a a, a delay thing. Uh-huh. Now, also more on social media. In the 2020 election, there were opposing. Uh, there were opposing demonstrations on a New York street corner with Republicans on one corner and Democrats on the other corner and chanting and waving signs and doing all of that. Do you know who organized that uh, particular demonstration? Who, real quick? It was, it was Russian media hmm, organizing okay. both. Oh, interesting. Okay, John, Scott, I'll call back tomorrow because and we'll talk more. Um, and uh, I... We've got some stuff to to square away here on uh, the primary and much more. And we'll continue our conversation tomorrow here on KGMI Connect.